Hi, and welcome to Transparent with Tina. I am Tina Marks, your host. Today's guest is truly inspirational, you know, and have you ever had that kind of day where you're not feeling so inspired and you're not feeling so motivated? In fact, to be honest with you, I was like, can I do this show today? And, you know, I was telling her afterward, because I always do the intros after, because I like to have a feeling for really what my guest is all about. Yes, I read the notes. I do my research on their websites and and media and all of that, but not truly until I interview them do I have a real connection and a real feeling of what they're all about. And I can tell you, she is clear-headed. She came from Canada and she had uh, came for a job. She had one idea and wait till you hear her story and watch it explode. You know, it's just truly a testament to, you know, if you have one thought and you just take it to the next level and take it to the next level and take it to the next level, you can become successful in any area of your life, not just professionally, but personally, which she has because she has a family now. And, um, you know, I think we get discouraged sometimes when we don't see things happening fast enough. And also, you know, one thing that I was talking to my clients today, which I have been experiencing because I look at the big picture too fast sometimes. And instead of breaking it down into bite-sized pieces where it's more manageable, where I look at the whole picture and it's like, oh my gosh, that's when I feel defeated. That's when I feel like I want to give up. That's where I get paralysis analysis. So she's going to tell us her story. And if any of you are resonating what, at all with what I'm saying, I think you're really going to get a lot out of this show. Up next, Jen Cohen. Welcome, Jen Cohen. So glad you're here. Thank you for having me. This is great. I'm, I, I'm enjoying myself already. All right. So, you know, we were just talking before I press record, everybody. Just in case you guys want to know what that is behind her, <laughs> it is two treadmills. I watched her podcast a couple times and, you know, yeah, you're away from it now. I can see that, but it looks like you're in this like really futuristic chair. So in case I know knows. everyone, by the way, everyone always asks me that question. And these are woodway treadmills. That's why they're super sturdy. They're the best treadmills like on the planet. But um, I usually do my podcast on one of them. And then the other person faces me and we have a conversation while we're moving. So, you know, they say when you move, number one, I hate sitting down for that long of a time. Right. That's too much. Yeah. But then, you know, it gets your creative juices flowing. You're much more focused. You're like much more alert. So I kind of try to like mix it up a little bit and um, not do, you know, kind of what everybody else is doing. So voila. No, I like that. You know, and I have a stand-up desk. I've yet to use it, but it also <laughs> is a little bit of a distraction. So it's not like, okay, questions on you or, you know, back and yes. forth. It's just like a conversation, which is what we're going to have today. So it is. It's like a conversation, but you do have to kind of make sure you're not going to like step wrong or else there'll be trouble. Yeah, exactly. No, I have to have good insurance. Yeah, so exactly. Somebody that, that would be, has that ever happened to you actually? Does anybody know I mean, treadmill while they're, while you're interviewing them? I've, I've had people like trip, but we don't go that fast. We don't, they're not going so fast where it's a problem. Like people are going typically like, you know, it's two just, miles an hour. It keeping you know? it moving without like stress. Yeah. Okay. We're not like sprinting. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or going backwards. Or going backwards. Uh, so Jen, right. you're from you're from Canada originally. Yeah, I am. What what part of Canada? 
Um, I was uh, Winnipeg. I, I grew up in Winnipeg. And then uh, actually, I was born in Ottawa. I grew up in Winnipeg. And then I lived in Toronto for like many, many years. And I have a friend that's there right now. That, that They're on complete lockdown. Right oh, I mean, complete. Complete. they have a curfew. Yeah, My family no, it's still lives for emergencies there. only. You can only go out. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you probably know. So it's when crazy. did you come to the States? Oh my gosh, like 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah, like a long, long time ago. I'm aging myself, but a long, long time ago. And what brought you here? And, and well, number one, I mean, I was, I, I, I got a job offer. That's how I ended up in LA. Um, I always wanted to live in California though. That was like a thing that I always wanted to do. I, you know, if you live in Canada, where I came from, it was minus 40, like negative yeah, 40. Yeah, and yeah. it was just really, really brutal. So thinking of living in California was like such a pie in the sky dream for me because the sun, sunshine and palm trees and, and, you know, I kind of always knew I wanted to be here. So I kind of like maneuvered my way a little bit to kind of, I did get a job offer, but it wasn't without lack. It was not without lack of trying, you know? So I just kind of like steered that ship a little bit towards that, that area. Right. That's why I got here. Definitely power. You know, it's funny. I was born and raised in California and I just take that for granted because, you know, I had um, Manel Nunez on last week and, you know, he was raised in North Carolina and that was like, that was his goal. Well, he wanted to be an actor too, but I mean, now California, California, California. And I think people from California really kind of take that for granted. I mean, that, yeah, you know, cause I'm sitting there going, Oh, I'm thinking about moving. I'm thinking about Tennessee. I'm thinking, I'm like, maybe you should kind of appreciate what you got here, Tina. So <laughs> doing a little, well, you know, right now, everything in LA was, has kind of been like, you know, Gavin Newsom, it hasn't really been the greatest, but um, I will say that, uh, LA, California in general is so beautiful. I mean, you, it, it, it's true. Like you don't, you all, people tend to do that, right? We kind of take what we have for granted. So it's sometimes nice to kind of look around and be like, you know what? This isn't so bad. You it know isn't what I mean? so bad. Beautiful and weather, you know, yeah. beautiful weather. You know, you have, a, you have a lot here. But by the way, I have to say that Canada is amazing. I, if it wasn't for the weather, I would probably still want to live there. I mean, culturally, it's great. It's diverse. There's a ton to do. The people are super down to earth. It's just the fact that for, I guess, what I do for a living and the fact that now I'm so addicted to the weather, it's kind of a hard place to leave. Yeah, I actually, I was married to a Canadian. Um, I lived in BC and I have two clients there and I love the values and I agree with you. Uh, But the weather, you know, and Vancouver is so beautiful because it rains all the time. So if you get, you know, I mean, that's why it's so beautiful and lush and everything else. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it rains too much for my liking, but it does. It it, it does. It's very, it's a beautiful place to, to and, look and, and see. The, and like I said, the, the people have their values and the family and everything else. I, I love Canadians. I really do. Yes. I have a lot well, thank you. I take that as a compliment. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, you should. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I do. So, okay. So fitness, how did you get into fitness? You know, you are the queen of fitness. Uh, we know that you are actually named one of the top 100 uh, influential people in health and fitness. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, with the queen of fitness, I like that title. I think I'm going to take, I'm going to steal that from you, but um, you know, fitness has always been something that I've just always like loved. It was like a thing that I loved, like to do. It was like a passion of mine. Fitness was never something that I ever 
accept, like, I never expected that to be in my job or my career by any stretch of the imagination. I, like I said, I, I got here from a job offer. I was working in, a, in the music industry at BMG Music and I got a job to come out here in marketing for a different record label. And um, that's how I initially got to LA. And then I was here on a visa. And when you're on a visa, when you're on a working visa, you're only allowed to work with that exact company that actually sponsored yes. you or else it's illegal, right? So when I left that job, I was kind of like, oh, sh like, can I say shit? Yeah. Oh, shoot. You know, yeah. now, well, I didn't want to, you know, don't be, I didn't want to be presumptuous. I was like, oh, shoot, what am I going to do now to make money? Da, 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 da. So I, I kind of got into this idea that I was going to become a personal trainer in the interim until I figure out my next move because I wasn't legal to work here. Um, so that's how I initially started the whole fitness path. And then when I got my first certification, I went to the relationships I had in the music industry and kind of created a job for myself. I basically was like, you know what? Um, I don't want to put a ceiling on what I can do. I'd like this fitness thing. I'm going to create this job where I'm going to be now a label trainer. And I, and I basically pitched myself as this label trainer where they pay me a retainer to train the talent. And then from there, you know, that way, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be working hour to hour, depending on the person showing up to train or not. And um, I like basically convinced the guy to give me a shot because I knew how the marketing money worked and um, he did and it worked out. And so one label turned into two labels, turned into three. And that's how my, my business mushroomed. And I had all these trainers working underneath me and, it was really not in the stars for like, I didn't think that was going to be what I was going to do. But like I said, I married two things, my passion and my wherewithal of how that business worked and it worked out, it worked out. And I kind of just kind of stayed on that path. That's interesting. Can I ask what record label? Cause I worked for capital for a couple of years in the, Oh yeah, no, no, it was, a. I worked for, I got out here, I was working for Immortal Records, which is part of the Sony label. It was mm -hmm. part of the Sony. Okay. Um, Immortal was a guy named Happy Walters owned it. And um, it was called Immortal. And it was like super hip and cool. And we had these great offices in Santa Monica. It was amazing. And, um, but I know a lot of people like Capital. I remember, do you remember Liz Heller? Did she work there? Or her husband? I think? We're talking... I'm not going to date myself. Well, yes, I'll date myself. It was 25 years ago. So it was long okay, so But my brother is like, he's a partner at William Morris, and I kind of was temping over there. So my whole family's in the music business, so I see how it rolls. I mean, everybody's like, it's a very small industry. It really is. It so is, for sure. And you're in, you're, you know, th that's that's amazing. So thank you. That, huh? No, I said thank It's true. And thank you. And like, the thing is about the music industry, though, you'll, you probably know this, Things were changing, and that's why I didn't like it anymore. Things were becoming all about like app iTunes. Like back then, like it was, we didn't have those things, right? So it was just happening iTunes and Napsters and yep. but you know, like it was like the dot com world. Like it was like 20, 20 years ago was like a whole different world. So as it changed, and I was like, I didn't love tech. I still don't love technology, ironically enough, right? Yes. Um, and so that's when I was like, you know what? maybe I'm going to try doing this other thing, this whole physical, this whole physical training workout thing is more my, my speed. Right. Okay. So, and I've watched some of your videos. I love the one where you're, cause you know, somebody has suggested I get one of those trampolines. 
the little yeah. Oh, trampoline. I love the trampoline. Yes, I well, I saw you on it. Somebody was throwing you. I think it was a medicine. Was it a medicine ball? Yeah, medicine ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Really I love those things. Those trampolines, by the way. Can I tell you something? You know, side note here. Those trampolines. It's a great cardio. So it's a great workout if you do it well. And it's so easy on your joints. Like I actually ended up getting that tread. I started using the the trampoline because I had a knee issue. And so it's basically 80% less um, pounding for your joints. So that's how I started doing it. And now I like love it. And I do it all the time. I do all sorts of crazy, crazy things on it. So I love it. Well, I'm going to get one because, you know, Evan Carmichael, he came on my, my show and he was jumping on one and oh he was yeah he was jumping i'm like what are you doing he's like i'm on my trampoline <laughs> yeah it's, no, and, and that's like a whole thing with like tony robbins like he jumps like it's it's a thing to do it's also great for your lymphatic drainage yes right yes it, that, lots and, of and, health benefits and the, the cold plunge which i know tony go, has a yeah the cold plunge that's what i'm not really a big fan of i know it's amazing for you to go from hot to cold that that's really what's really great going from like super cold to super hot and like so do you do that in the shower so like when you're taking a really hot shower at the end do you end it with the cold i mean i'll do it for like i'll do it for like 30 seconds yeah me too yeah but i mean and then 30 seconds back and then i'm out yeah and then i'm done (laughs) i mean that's one thing like i think i have like i have like post-traumatic stress disorder just from living in winnipeg and the cold like cryotherapy cold plunges anything with cold weather I i just can't do it you know yeah, the cryotherapy i like you know he's like well you kind of you know i, I was like no i'm not doing that again yeah, yeah. exactly i'm just yeah I, I i gotta pick my poison i'll do the red light i like the red light do you know that thing no what's that you it's just a red light and it's very very good for like inflammation for circulation oh, infrared sauna i love the infrared sauna in fact i ordered one i haven't gotten it yet but no the red light do you want me to show it to you yeah okay Hold on. And then I also want to ask you if you know about this other. Oh gosh, this is gonna be <laughs> open up a can of worms here. What is this? So is it's this? A, it's a, what you do is basically this is like a biohacking cave at my house. Just FYI, I have like every possible longevity thing you can imagine. Hold on. This is not called Lifestream, is it? No, it's called, this one's BioLite. But have you heard of Lifestream? No. Okay. Somebody just told me. I haven't. But it's like this. I don't know. Hold on. Okay. So what does it do? Well, red. this is what I do for your face. I put my face on here for 10 minutes like this. Yeah. If I have like inflammation in my knee or if I have like my joints, I put it there. I also have one of those big ones. So you, you're supposed to stand in front of it for like 10 minutes on one side, 10 minutes on the other side. And it's really great for, like I said, your circulation, inflammation. Um, there is near infrared and all these things. So you can do it for fine lines and wrinkles. Um, it could oh, you be just good for... What? I said you just got me there. I know. I just, a yeah. lot of women, do, that's what, this is like a great anti-aging tool too. That's the thing. 
And so would it, does it help your internal organs? So like there's something inflamed, let's say in your gut area, does that help there too? They say, yeah, they say it helps with inflammation. They say it helps with every, there's every kind of modality it kind of helps with. Okay, it goes deep into your cells. Right. Um, but look at that, it's called BioLite and go to the website and it's, it's medical grade. So I'll tell you what, will you, will you text this to me after? Just to make Absolutely. Sure okay. Yeah, by um, way, yeah. So I'm going to send it to you, actually. Yes. Jen, do you also do nutritional coaching along with your fitness coaching? Um, I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't really do um, that much coaching anymore. I, I've been uh, really busy with just the pot, my podcast, Habits and Hustle, but I also started a new venture where I'm, um, I'm basically um, creating startups, health and fitness startups. Okay, so that was my next question. And athletes. Right. And we're creating brands around people who haven't yet um, monetized on their health and fitness. And we're creating lifestyle brands around them. And, you know, we just, we just launched with Ryan Lochte, the swimmer, and we're doing this great thing. It's called locked in training. And he's doing these live workouts every week where you get to work out. He's training for the Olympics coming up in, uh, June. And so right now, as he's tr- getting ready and training for the Olympics, you as a person, as an individual, as a, you know, as a onlooker can now work out with him and do the routines as he's working out in real time. So it's like live workouts with him and it's super cool and people really like it. So I'm, I basically do it. That's my first one. We're rolling out all these different programs, different people, um, and it's great. And so between that, and I do a lot of different um, strategy partnerships with different brands. And that's basically- okay, Yeah, so we're getting a little ahead of it because I, I mean, I know we don't only have a certain amount of time because I know you're a brand strategist. So I would just want to stay with this for a minute. So it's called- oh, sure. It's called Suprema, it's Suprema Fitness, right? Yeah. Which is what you're talking that's about. That's mine. And, that, and I, I basically, it's a joint venture between me and another company and called MDO Holdings, and we created together this idea of basically creating these like health and wellness uh, startups under different people like Ryan and or anything that kind of has legs in the health and wellness space. Okay. And start at like basically taking it from concept um, to an execution. So if somebody wanted to submit themselves, how would they do that? Well, I mean, it depends. Like, I mean, you know, we're looking, it's, I mean, they can, I mean, that hundred percent, like what we are looking for people who are super, um, who have like a brand around them already, but needs to be, um, it, it, it needs kind of like legs to kind of be executed well. So like Ryan is a really well-known name in the, in the, in the athlete space. So he's not an example of that, but you know, I'm willing to look at anybody that I feel has a lot, who has a really good idea and a concept um, or already who was, or who has already developed um, a very good, strong community. A lot of these micro influencers are a great example who have like a really strong engagement in micro community. Okay. Um, and they need assistance in taking it to the next level. So right. what we would provide are like, the back end. We would help them with all the back end, the marketing, the you know, the digital campaigns, the uh, building of it. It depends on what exactly it is, but you know, it really is person specific um, to what they have going on. 
Right, exactly. Okay, which leads me into now your other company, which you are a brand strategist. I mean, you, like the names on here. Okay, let me see. Weight Watchers, The Kind Bar, Lowe's Hotels. I can't see behind my computer. Uh, Muscle Milk. I mean, just to name no, it. But yeah, but those are all, that's not all one time right now. You know I mean? That's over. No, the I know. I know, but, but it doesn't matter if it's all at one time. Okay. Yeah. But you started off with that. Then you went from there. Then, then you're doing this. Then you're doing that. Then you have your podcast. I mean, you've got, I want to get you like, how do you do this all? Well, thank you. I mean, listen, I I think everything happens in in evolution, right? So I started doing one thing, right? My fitness stuff. And every, you know, everything is kind of a step, a stepping block, right? So from the, from the, from that, I started doing a lot of spokesperson work for different brands that were very uh, like-minded, right? So I did work with Nikes and stuff like that as a spokesperson. Um, Then I got my first book deal called No Gym Required. And then when I had that, I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to create a shoe to go along with the book that was a weighted midsole, weighted shoe. So you're working out instead of, you know, while you're moving and going about your day. Um, So things kind of like, kind of took- You created a shoe? Yeah, like that was my first project. That was my first project. And you know what? You are way too humble because you're you're honestly not many people blow me away, but you're kind of just throwing, oh, and yeah, I understand the evolution well, part, but you're like, hey, yeah, oh yeah, so I was working with them and then I made a shoe. Um, well, no, yeah, I mean- Everybody it, makes a shoe in like five minutes, right? No, 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 no one makes a shoe in five minutes at, at all. But I mean, this, this is the thing, like the, my, that's why when you're saying as a fitness coach, I mean- I don't really do that day to day. Like I, I'm really more about um, being, I, I'm much more of an entrepreneur in the fitness space. I spend most of my time um, basically trying to figure out ways to build businesses in the health and wellness space. So the shoe was kind of like at a time when I was had that book and I'm like, that makes more sense to have a product where you know, where people don't have to rely on the gym. I mean, the gym is great. I love the gym, but that's how the shoe was kind of born. Out of the, I wanted my book to have the same umbrella. I wanted to create a company, not just a product, like a, a book name. And so the, the, the shoe was really a launching pad for that. Um, and then I, um, that was, that was quite successful. I had a, I had a weight loss show uh, called Shedding for the Wedding, again, in the fitness space. And from that, you know, I take one opportunity and then it, I leverage it into something else. And that's how I got the Weight Watchers deals and everything else. And then I wrote Strong as a New Skinny. And um, I, I, when I had my baby, my second baby, I, cre- I was part of a, a, a group of people that created um, a, a pl- um, an app called Hot Five. And we yes. sold that yes. to Weight Watchers. So like, you know, this is over many, many years. I was, I did a bunch of these things, you know? And so it's kind of like an evolution. So things kind of just morphed into much more of went from fitness to performance to entrepreneur. I mean, it's all within the same genre. It's all in the same genre. It's just, you kind of followed the flow. I kind of, I kind of like pushed the flow. Yeah. You know, you said that actually, (laughs) you say that, you know, you actually pushed your way into this. But I'm, I don't know, I'm feeling like this 
you know, I'm not saying there's not a lot of hard work behind what you did. Absolutely. But you also followed your intuition, one thing to the next. I mean, what would you say to somebody that started something, okay, and they're spending a lot of time on it, and they're not making a lot of money on it, and they're feeling defeated, they're feeling discouraged, you know, and they're, you know, then they're listening to this podcast and going, man, she's came from Canada. She, you know, started off with this, then she, and, and it's just like, cause it's from hearing this, it sounds like, well, why isn't that happening to me? What would you say to somebody that feels a little bit stuck on maybe their first idea and it's not moving forward? I mean, how, how did you keep the motivation up? Well, I don't believe, I see motivation is a funny word to me, right? Because motivation, you know, wanes all the time. I think there's a couple of things. Number one, I, I think that we all are stuck. We all get stuck. And, you know, I can sit here and say, you know, just kind of like, you know, persevere. And that's true. I will say that, you know, it would, a lot of times, like, you know, we get, we hit plateaus and everything in life. And it's important to kind of try to figure out a way to, to be patient and let, if you're being consistent and you're patient, you know, you can see your way out of that. But to that point, I would also say it's very important to know, to, to be, have a come to Jesus with yourself and have a realization of reality. And a lot of times it's important to learn how to pivot. If we've ever learned that it's right now in the pandemic, right? That we know we have to be agile and know that, you know, if, some, if, if we can't zig, we should zag. And being resourceful and kind of figuring out when sometimes things are not working what, what, fig, trying to figure out why it's not working and then take a couple steps back and like re, rejig your plan, right? There's been a million times when like there's been a thousand things where I really, really was gung ho on and that I was basically just banging my head against the wall because I wasn't getting anywhere. But when I was able to take a step back and figure out what, why, like kind of it's that fact that it's not working, what's not working, why it's not working, and then figuring out like, a next plan of action to do something maybe slightly different is really, really important. You know, something that you answered, because, you know, I give everybody a guest appearance form to answer certain questions. And I really love this. And you, you first of all said you never hold on to grudges and that you don't take closed doors as a rejection. You take them as what you're, what you're looking for is not behind them. And that was just like, wham to me. I mean, my brother's always gone, you know, um, rejection is protection. And until I read that from you, it just, and I understood the meaning, but when I read that from you, articulated from you, I was like, that makes perfect sense. It's like, I don't want that behind the door if I keep getting rejected, you know? And I, and I do believe things happen for a reason. I think if your intention is strong and it's in the right place and you're doing the action and you're doing the work and it keeps coming up, no, you know, my fighting spirit keeps going, oh, you got to keep going. So this is a very pivotal point for people too. They go, how long do I keep going? How long do I keep going in that direction? You know, where is that moment where you say, no, I'm going in the wrong direction? You know, how many times do you have to have, you know, after you've sat back and you said, this is still my passion. I feel like I'm doing everything in my power because, you know, at, at this point, you know, like I'm a single mom. My son's uh, just turned 17 on Sunday. And so, oh, wow. yeah, I mean, he's, been, I've been a single mom since he's five and a half months old. Okay. So I'm, this is all me. And I got this, I do my, coaching, I, you know, and I, I, but there it's, there were, there's times like even today, I just felt like I, I'm hitting a wall. I'm like, 
you know, and so when do you do, would you say, or what do you, or what do you do when you hit that wall? What do you do when you feel like, oh, you know, you, you reassess, you said, but is there anything else you do to like embody yourself and, 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 and come back to yourself and reset and rejuvenate? I mean, like, what are those tools? Do you have any of them? Well, besides the red light or <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What'd you say? Uh, Besides the red light that yeah, I just showed yeah. you? Yeah, well, no, absolutely. I'm thinking about that as, as you told me that, yeah. No, I think, you know what? This is an interesting point, right? Because um, it depends on like what your goal is. I think a lot of times you've got to reverse engineer to what your goal is. Because a lot of times we, we chase, we, we ch- we're chasing something that we really, we think we want, but we really don't. You know, and what, what's, what's, and like, what kind of is your goal and what's the most important thing? Like, um, that's the first thing. I think that reassessment is the first thing. I think also playing to someone, playing to your strengths. You know, a lot of times when I was, when I'm trying to do, when I was trying to chase something or do something, it really wasn't in my strike zone. I really wasn't, it wasn't like a natural fit, but I was trying to like fit a square into a, in, into a circle. So I think when you start playing to work into our strengths and, you know, staying in our lane a little bit with what we're, what we're really good at and what we're, we we tend to have more success in that way. Right. Like, and then find other people to kind of balance out what you're bad at. And I think when you have a partner, it's really, it's really, really helpful. So like, Someone like yourself, I mean, it's hard. Like when you have, when you are a single mom and you're trying to be an entrepreneur, it's super, super difficult. I can't even imagine because, of, you know, you have to be a parent first. I mean, that is probably going to be your priority. And there's only so many hours in the day. And a lot of entrepreneurs, there's no such thing as nine to five. You have to work around the clock, you know? So like picking, you know, basically picking things that fit and work the best into your life, like, in Italy, you know, it's this whole thing, like, you know, either you live to work or you work to live, right? Um, what, where, where is it for you? Like, do you want to work to live or do you want to live to work? A lot of times that becomes very convoluted in our, in our country, right? We end up work, we're so dominated by our work and by our profession and being success that we don't even see success as success anymore. It's just more and more and more. Um, you know, mine is, yeah, I just, I want to fulfill my purpose. I mean, I know that I've had a stamp, you know, a stamp on my heart of what I need to do. And it's been 25 years. This isn't like a new go around the block for me. And, you know, I, I was, what I, is your purpose? My purpose is to spread, to, to do a podcast like this, to bring other people on, to inspire other people, especially right now, th- things are feel, people feel so hopeless. I mean, I think there's such a disparity between people that are not making money or people that are making money. And I want people to know that, you know, there is a lot of trial and tribulation to get to the point that you've gotten to. Okay. And I want to people to, to listen to this so they can understand and resonate hopefully with one of my guests and go, man, I, I really resonate with that, you know, and maybe I wasn't doing this right or doing that right. It's like a little bit of a roadmap for people to fulfill their dreams. Also to get inspired of if they don't have a purpose, maybe they're watching one of these shows and I didn't think about maybe doing what Jen's doing. I didn't think about doing what so-and-so was doing, you know? So it's really to inspire people because, you know, I write about it in my first book. I mean, I, I was scared most of my life. I had a really scary dad. I mean, nothing was ever good enough. And, you know, I didn't, all I really wanted to do was the first part of my life was to disappear. And, 
you know, I found metaphysics. I, I got my master's in it and I started applying the principles. And then, you know, I started a relationship with God and, you know, everything started shifting because I didn't feel so alone and afraid anymore. And so that's really, you know, I've gone from that side from like, just, I mean, writing in my journal when I was 15 years old that I didn't want to live anymore to the, this, the point I am now, you know, so if I can do it, anybody can do it. And, and let me tell you something. I was raised in affluence. I mean, I say this all the time. It's like, I'm not going to sit there and say I was raised with nothing. And that's why I fought all the way. I mean, so people think, oh, I didn't get a good break in a family. I didn't wasn't raised with the best schools and all that. I was, okay. It didn't make me any less afraid or alone or insecure. Okay. Because when, when you, when you have that message to you when you're younger, it's really hard to knock it out of your head. I mean, you know, I read in your, um, appearance form that you had to fight every step of the way me too and i and i want to encourage others to do the same so it doesn't matter what walk of life that you came from i just want to inspire because you know what that is no way to live you know we all go through the ebb and the flows the ups and the downs but you know what i just want to be an inspiration and bring other guests on as inspirations that are willing to tell their stories so they can watch this and go man i got a chance yeah I mean, I, that's, that's, I, I like that. I think, and I think that's very true. And hopefully there, there is something that someone can pull from this for inspiration, right? I think that the, the through line is that nothing really is easy, right? I think from the outside, the perception could be, oh yeah, that person is, has it, has it, you know, they were success. They were just, were lucky. You know, yeah. people, there are people who are super lucky. Yes. But the majority of people, there's been a lot of hard work and a lot of like, a, a, a lot of like hard work and a lot of failure and a lot of like, kind of falling and getting back up again and um, angst to get to where they were. I don't think anything is just like a one shot to success. Um, but it's important to be, I think, if you want to have success, to have a vision, have like a focus and have a deliberate, like be specific on what you're trying to do. I think a lot of times people are just shooting around and they're not really sure. Um, but that's not a bad thing, but then take that and then try a lot of things. And then when you try a lot of things <coughs> in, in that process, hopefully you're going to find something that resonates with you. And that's how you do find it. So a lot of times, like, to you, like, you know, we we're saying, it's like a lot of people are like, don't know what they want to do. This is a great time to try, like I said, a ton of different things and figure out what suits you best, figure out what you're really good at, what you're not good at, what you like, what you don't like. Because I'll tell you one thing, if you just chase money or chase the, for the wrong reasons, you're never going to find success. You find, if you actually like, if, right, like, Money well, I, to th- me. I, mean, I think that's the problem with society. I think we've been taught to chase, you know, from little kids, you know, I mean, I, not me in, in, in per se, but most people I talk to, oh, you don't want to do that doesn't pay enough, you know, and I truly believe if, if you if you do what you love, the money will follow. And then I've added something on my own. And I said, even if it doesn't, you're not going to need as much because you're going to be happy. For me, I found yeah, that I was unhappy. I'm out there. I'm buying, I'm buying, purchasing. And it felt great. You know what I mean? At the moment, but it was short lived. And you know what? When you finally find your purpose, like I said, somebody asked me the other day, how do you know when you found your purpose? And you, she watched one of my shows. She's a client of mine. And she texts me and she goes, Tina, that was so ins- inspirational because I never realized that I was in my purpose, which is real estate, until I saw your show. 
And so all the points you pointed out, I mean, if you, if you think about it, you know, two thirds of your life you spend in your working environment. That is two thirds of your life that you're not happy. I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to be challenging. Okay. But being in something that doesn't set your soul on fire, your, your, you know, your, or, or make you curious or make you inspired, you know, and not every day, absolutely not every day. In fact, I had a little talk with myself today. My social media person was like, why aren't you doing more videos? I mean, she called me last night. You went the whole weekend without doing videos. And part of me wanted to say F off, you know, I, I needed the, I, you know, I'm doing this. I'm just being really transparent right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I didn't feel like it. It was my son's birthday, even though I wasn't really with him most of the day, I needed to relax and kind of reset and re, you know, that's me being transparent, but you know what? Yeah. Things, you know, the, the life doesn't wait. Their businesses don't wait. You know, it's so interesting. I find there's so much undue extra extra stress and pressure now with social media, like yes. all these extra jobs that never were there 20 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, like where it becomes more of a hassle. Like to me, it's yes. like, what am I doing? Like, don't do I, it. You're going to disappear. Like what's going on? Like I literally like, right. I, I barely got like Instagram figured out. And now they're like, you have to be on Clubhouse. Oh, yeah. And here I am like yeah. Clubhouse. What's going on? So I have all these things going on today. And then I forgot that I agreed to be moderating a clubhouse today at one o'clock. And I'm like, so now like these hour working hours where I'm supposed to be like working, I now have to spend and dedicate an additional full-time job amount of time onto like doing audio moderations on clubhouse, social media videos, like all these things. And clubhouse, by the way, it's like two hours. Oh, this is what, this is what I was going to say to you. So I go on this it's thing and I'm like, okay, I'm looking on the clock. I'm like, is this a joke? Like it's now going into like two, I just hung up the phone, but it's like bleeding into like, they're going to be, they're on there for two, three hours in yeah. the middle of the day. Yeah. And well, I, I had mean, somebody put, put me in his group. So I have my own show on Fridays. And, you know, my first experience was him being his moderate. And I'm texting him after two hours. I'm like, how much longer? He goes, well, uh, after two hours and 10 minutes, he goes, 20 more minutes. So to make it two and a half hours, right? He normally oh. does it for four hours, you know? And it's a, to me, it's like this, this net is endless. So you have to put a cap right, on stuff. Right. Like, to me, it's like that, that in itself doesn't garner success. You know, it's, it's, it's I, I understand you do that for networking and I understand that. But all of these superfluous ancillary things, it takes away from the core fundamentals of what you're supposed to do, right? People don't want to do the core stuff, which is contacting someone, pick up the phone, you know, email someone, DM. I mean, there's so many ways now of contact, but then what? Once now you're just spending all your time doing all these things. Like where's where is there enough where is there enough time in the day to then make an actual human connection one-on-one -on -one with somebody? Yeah. Exactly. No, I agree. And I can go uh, on and on about this, but even with the yeah, time. No, I, just, I know. Um, okay. Let's see what else you did a Ted talk. Okay. And I, and from what I read from your response, you're looking to do more of these. I like, yeah. I mean, you're I do looking like to those. do like, well, my Ted talk, speaking engagement. Engage. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that stuff because that to me is like, you can really like the Ted talk did very well. I had millions of people who watched Three it million so, in a couple of days. Yeah. Right. Well, in a few months, in a few months, but I will say like, um, that you can impact a lot of people if it's done, if, if you know, and like, you can, 
in, in, in a stage like that. But I do like that because they're short um, and they can be impactful and you get your message across. And what I liked about it is that people, it resonated with people. People actually got a lot out of it. My whole, my whole, I got, I got like something in my throat. I'm sorry. <clears throat> that the idea is that we are, we do have a lot of self-doubt. We do have a lot of fear of failure. So this is what the TED talks about, like, but it's up to you. The onus is on you to try to get over it. Right. And the only way you get over it is to move and do act, have action. So the best way to do that practice, practice, practice rejection like you would practice anything else if you want to be stronger in the gym you go to the gym right if you want to be more comfortable with failure to be able to go after what you want and be more confident be more bold you got to practice so start asking for small things in life so anyway it really it really impacted a lot of people and um that's why i mean i want to do more of them because of the the kind of the impact it had on yeah you know, exactly um, and you know you know, I was just telling a client today, it's like, you know, I think really what you need to do, and I know this sounds like not great, but if you can be a little bit uncomfortable every day, I think you're going to make major strides because, you know, yeah, I'm so used to be comfortable and me too. I mean, I'm, I, my, I, I, every ounce of me like goes against it. I don't want to do this. I want to be comfortable. You know what I mean? And it's like, but I also noticed if I face one fear, even if it's a tiny little fear, like I don't want to call that person and disappoint them or whatever. If I face one fear a day, you know, it's a ha like, okay, so hustles and habits. That's the last thing, because I know you've got to go. And our habit time and hustle. Uh, habits, habits and hustle. Hustles and habit. No, habits and hustle. Habits and hustles. Okay. So, so it's funny. That's how this whole thing played out. Cause I've got my notes, but habits and hustle. Um, <laughs> it's like, everything is a habit. It's a good habit or it's a bad habit, right? Everything, is a ha everything in life is a habit. So make it a habit to ask for what you want. Make it a habit to, by the way, um, doing that TED Talk was my fear. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Because I'm scared of public speaking. I hate it. Join and so I, that's my biggest fear in life. And I said, they asked me to do one. I normally, a lot of times people have to apply. And I, was, and I said no. And then I thought, well, what am I saying no to? This is like a humongous opportunity. And I got to practice what I preach. So I am going to go and do it. And I'm going to talk about this is how I get, that's how you get over your fear. Exactly. And then the truth of the matter is like I, the best way to, like I said, the best way to get over anything is to conquer it face, you know, in your face. And by doing little small things that make you uncomfortable every day to your point is exactly what you do. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what? The longer you wait, do you find this, Jen? The longer you wait, the bigger it gets. Yeah. And you know what? If you just face it, it's like, that wasn't that bad. You know, right. or it's over. Nothing lasts forever. Right. Exactly. It's temporary. Absolutely. Everything so, is temporary. Yeah. So, and your, your, um, podcast, I love your podcast. Um, we're going to put all the information in our notes, uh, Thank on, you. On, on everything. And it's just such a pleasure. I'm so happy that you're here. I mean, just not for everybody else, but for me too, because I, uh, well, I'm happy I'm here too. And I appreciate you reaching out. This is great. Thank you yes. for having me on your podcast. Oh, you're welcome. So, uh, any hacks, any other hacks that you haven't, uh, just two or three that you want to leave with? Uh, besides the, are you talking wellness hacks or productivity hacks? Any hacks that you feel like would help somebody on a day-to-day -day basis? You know, we've, we've yeah. Move every morning is my, moving every morning is my favorite hack moving and everyone every can morning. do it. It's not sexy. It's not glamorous, but 
moving every day, first thing in the morning, sets you on the right path to success, physically and mentally. Um, it keeps your, gets your mind right cognitively, gives you focus, gives you more alert, gives you more energy. Um, there's so many benefits. So I like to say exercise to me is, is, is a hack that people have yet, you know, a lot of people who do it. But it, it has to be done in the morning because, you know, that's interesting you say that because I used to go to the gym every day at nine o'clock with a spin or weightlifting. And, and now I fit it in where I can towards the end of the day. And I've got to say that now that you bring it up, I don't feel the same. No, it's not the same. You need that. I think that working out in the morning sets your mind yeah. um, in a different way to to kind of like get kind of like basically keep you on point and you have much more energy during the day because of it. And yes. it sets your day off, right? You do something for yourself first. That's good for you. Yeah. It changes what you eat during the day. What, what all the different choices that you make it, it, it it does. It changes those choices to be more positive. Totally and, um, yeah. and you have more energy. So, and also you don't want to have that thing. That's always like, wait, you know, your weight, God, I get like, it's daunting. I have to work out at, at the end of the day. That, that's exactly the reason I always used to do it in the morning. And it's like, I've been off tracks since the gym. Okay. So you know what I'm implementing this tomorrow morning. Good. How long, how long just minimum. I say a minute. I say if they can move, people move for 20 minutes minimum. I mean, Right now, even if the even if it's something as walking around your like walking around your neighborhood, doing some basic push-ups and basic uh, squats, some kind of movement. Right now, online you have a bazillion free workouts you can do on YouTube, on Instagram. Find whatever you like. Here's yeah. a time to pick. You can you can you can try out a thousand different things to figure out what you like. If you're someone who doesn't exercise. And, you know, figure out and then kind of make that into your new pattern and new, your, your new routine. I just find it's very, it's, it's to me, it's the greatest hack there, that there is, you know, you know, yeah, things are like the red lights, great. Cold plunges are great. All these things are great. But the one thing that's right within us to do, that's basically free. We don't want to do that gives us so much more health, the most benefits both spiritual, mentally, emotionally, physically. Exactly. Okay. My little elephant that's holding my um, cord into my computer that's keeping it charged is telling me that my battery's running low. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's good. And I don't want to cut us off. So anyway, Jen, such a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for all your wisdom and your time, especially. And um, I know that everybody's gotten a lot out of this. Thank you all for listening once again and viewing because we're on YouTube too. If you haven't subscribed, my YouTube channel is Tina Marks TV. And of course, my podcast is Transparent with Tina. Thank you, Jen. And I look forward to having more conversations with you. Thank you so much. And be sure to check out Jen's podcast, Habits and Hustle. Thank God I got that right this time. It only took me a few times. And also check her out on Instagram, uh, her handle is the Jen Cohen. We'll see you next week.